Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of No Limits with Gary and Mac here on StateHornet.com. I am podcast staffer Mac Irvin III, and I'm joined once again by my good friend Gary Singh. Gary, how you doing today? What's up? What's happening? What's good with Mac Irvin III? Well, I was doing a lot better before I decided to watch the Sacramento Kings, but we'll talk about them later on. In the meantime, we got a guest joining us this week, and it's from our very own State Hornet staff. It's sports beat writer Jordan Lattimore. Jordan, how are you doing today? Doing great. So glad I'm not a Kings fan tonight. Um, how you guys doing? I'm glad to be back on the show. We're doing good. We're doing good. Glad for you to come back, Jordan. Well, might not be a Kings fan tonight, but... Uh, you do have some happiness coming your way with football. I can assure you that in the draft. <laughs> but before we before we touch on the draft, we got to talk about the major quarterback trade that went down this week. The New York Jets dealt Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers for very, very little. Not even close to what I thought his value would be. It's a second and fourth round pick in 2022 and a sixth rounder in this year's draft. Gary, I'll go to you first. Give me your initial gut reaction to this trade. Uh, who wins it more, Jets or the Panthers? I mean, I go with the Jets because they're clearing up the quarterback situation because you didn't want to draft potentially Zach Wilson and then have still have Donald still in your quarterback room. So I think just clearing the air on that part was a good way for the Jets to get more aligned of what they're going to be doing in the future. But in terms of the actual trade itself, I mean, you got, like you said, man, you got to give it to the Panthers. They got them for under, look like under a dollar. It feels like a, something like that because literally they're like, they didn't really much didn't give like nothing. And this is a guy who was a top five pick just not even three years ago. And, you know, people are mentioning if he was in this draft, he would also be a top five pick in this draft as well. So, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like Sam, okay, Max look around like I'm looking crazy. I don't know. I you I think he Mac, he got contaminated, my man. Contaminated by the Jets green. What Jets player has been doing good any which way? They literally did the worst thing possible, which win a game when they did not want to win one game this year and try to get Trevor Lawrence. So I just don't think they don't have their head on straight. I'm glad for him. I love the promos the Panthers put out for him. Switching, like, they're just looking very dynamic and cool. You know, he looked pumped up. I don't know if you guys seen that one Snapchat or whatever video going around him basically throwing a party going to Carolina. So, I mean, I think he... I think he knows he cleansed himself. He got a toxic situation, so I think it's good for all parties. And we'll see. You know what? Actually, it's probably better for Zach Wilson because they really went back in the trade and they um they went back and got more stuff. So I mean, they can maybe build more around him. So let's see what it turns out. But I think it was a uh, better for Donald and better for the Panthers. Um, I got I gotta agree with with Gary over here. I think that I think the Panthers got him for a steal. I mean, talk about a guy who's only 23 years old was in one of the worst possible situations out there in New York was never supported by that front office from day one um, to get him in their, in their, you know, in their system with the young offensive pieces. They got, they got DJ Moore, they got Robbie Anderson. Um, they got a young up and coming defense. I really like um, the addition for the Panthers to go get a young quarterback who can, you know, push the ball upfield and, you know, show some athleticism, which is something that Teddy Bridgewater simply didn't have. Um, going to the Jets perspective of this, um, you know, look, Getting all these draft picks, it's nice. Um, they have a lot of assets to kind of set their future up and kind of pick and choose what they want to go with the direction of their franchise. But, you know, at, at some point you got to say, like, they need tangible assets. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's great to have a bunch of draft picks, but 
the onus is now completely on Joe Douglas to make all those draft picks right and, and get the get the team selected that he wants to get selected. So, you know, um, I, I like the trade for the Panthers. I like them getting a young quarterback in their system, and uh, I'm excited to see what Carolina can do this season. Yeah, I think it's really low risk from Carolina. They're buying low, and the reward could be high here. It's just it's the same feelings I had with the uh, the Carson Wentz to Indianapolis trade. You know, they didn't get a lot back the team that traded the quarterback didn't get a lot back but they got to move on and go in another direction i just hate it for teddy bridgewater because i like teddy and i just feel like he's just suffered so much <laughs> like just through injuries and just being in the wrong spot at the wrong time like he left the saints probably a year or two too early and now he's probably gonna lose his starting job here in carolina he could have been fighting up in new orleans with Taysom Hill for that starting spot and said it instead of Jameis Winston, so uh, I hate it for him. I'm not sure if Darnold is the quarterback of the future for the Carolina Panthers. We know they were, uh, if you believe the reports, they were trying to throw the farm at Deshaun Watson, who's been mired in his own situation. But um, I'm not sure if the Panthers are ready to make any kind of playoff push in the near future. I, they were seemed close in, in games last year. Like a lot of games went by one score. They were really close at the end. So it's possible that Darnold could give them the boost that they need, but they're going to need basically all their guys back from last year to step up and perform. And for the Jets, I mean, I think Zach Wilson's a, a good prospect. I think he's okay. Uh, this is probably the best move they were going to make. Like they weren't going to get Trevor Lawrence because the Jaguars are going to take him or they were going to trade to somebody. And you know if if this fails again, if their top two if their top two quarterback pick fails again, they can always try again next year because they got Seattle's first round pick as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of different directions that the Jets can go here, but I think it's pretty clear that they're going to go with Zach Wilson. Well, I don't know if Seattle's pick's going to be that high now, Mac. You're a Seattle fan. I don't think it's going to be that high. But anyway, they got two things I got to mention. I think Sam. I mean, this is the one thing I feel a lot of people, you know, in quarterback situations too, you know, anytime a quarterback goes to a second, third place, always looked upon as very bad and it's a quarterback's fault. But I think in this situation, I'm not saying that he's going to be this player, but I could see maybe a Drew B situation. Not saying he's going to be that type of player. I'm saying that, like, a fresh start for him is going to be something that could be really good for him. That team is already on the up and up. Like you mentioned, Mac, they had lost a lot of close games last year. I thought they're putting a real good squad together in Carolina. And, you know, switching back to Teddy, man, I think, Ted, like you mentioned, he was doing great on the Vikings before he got injured. Like you say, he probably left too early from the Saints. So I think, you know, let's start on Teddy's name real quick before we switch to the next topic. What do you guys think Teddy's going to go? I think he should go somewhere else if they're not going to really going to let a quarterback battle, I feel like. I mean, he could be a backup somewhere else, but I still think he deserves a starting job. I was saying Broncos, Bears, Saints even, Pats. I don't know. He could be a couple of those places he could be backup spots, a couple of places he could be a starter. So what do you guys think? I was man, Chicago would be the place. I mean, you know, I, I know their their social media feed already put Andy Dalton as their QB one, but trust trust and believe if Teddy Bridgewater becomes available, um, that that should be option one A for Chicago. Um, they need a guy who can come in there and really open up their offense for him. Their team that's definitely a quarterback away from being a contender, especially in that division. So uh, Chicago, man, that that'd be the place I'd pick for Teddy to go if anywhere. It's funny, I hadn't really considered Chicago as a potential landing spot just because, you know, they've had their historical struggle trying to find a quarterback. 
But um, yeah, that's probably the ideal place. Any, all the other places you mentioned, I think, are off limits. The Saints, they're going to have Hill and Winston. Uh, I can't see both of them flopping. And we know Sean Payton loves him some Taysom Hill, so I think <laughs> they'll try that make make that work for at least two years. Uh, Patriots, they're locked in the Cam Newton this year, so it's clear they're trying to do something for the future. I'm not sure if they're going to look for a quarterback in this draft or next year, but $14 million, that's not backup money. And then I think the Broncos are going to try to stick it out with Drew Locke for one more year. <laughs> I, no. I didn't say it was the right thing to do, but I think that's what they're going to do. Teddy's Bridgewater agent did come out today and said that he could possibly, if he does get traded, he would restructure, so that's also also on the table. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk a little bit about the draft. We are about three or four weeks away from the NFL draft. And since we have a San Francisco 49er fan in this podcast, let's talk about the move that they made because I think we failed to mention this last week, but the Niners made – an interesting trade. They gave up two first round picks to move up. What, they moved up from 12 to three. So what is that? Eight, nine spots. Mm-hmm. And they gave up two first round picks to move up nine spots. And if you believe Adam Schefter and the rest of the NFL insiders, it looks like the 49ers are targeted Alabama quarterback, Mac Jones. And, uh, Jordan, I see you shaking your head over there. Why don't you give me your gut reaction as the San Francisco 49ers fan? How would you feel about the Niners trading Garoppolo in for Mac Jones? Well, Mac, um, I'll let you know this. If we, if I, if it's true that we ended up trading two first-round picks, a third-round pick, honestly, it's honestly three first-round picks if you include the one from this year, our number 12 pick. If we traded all that capital... To, to acquire Mac Jones, Mac Jones, then that would be an utter waste of assets and a waste of a trade. Talk of, I mean, look, look, Mac Jones, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is, is, a, he's an average quarterback with an average skill set and he has limitations. And you can work within those limitations and it even got us to a Super Bowl two years ago. But if you're going to trade this amount of capital, and, and, and put yourself in a position to acquire a, an elite quarterback talent, it needs to be something that's a little bit more dynamic than Mac Jones. I mean, have you guys, did you guys watch him at Alabama? I mean, he had, he had all the help in the world around him. He had the entire supporting cast, and he still somehow managed to look like an average quarterback. He, he, I'm, I would bet Jimmy Garoppolo probably faster than him. I, I would also, I, I, I mean, look. We need, to, we need to take Justin Fields or Trey Lance. We need a more dynamic quarterback who can make plays on his own, get out of the pocket, and, and, and show a little bit of craftiness. I'm so sick and tired of watching this generic stand in the pocket. You know, if he if he, he gets rushed, he just takes the sack kind of quarterback. I want a guy who can make plays on his feet. So if I find out that we traded up all these picks for, for freaking Mac Jones, I, I might have to go become a Seahawks fan. I'm sorry, Mac. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Mac. I got to get your reaction after that one. As a Seahawks uh, don't put, fan, don't put that time. evil on me. The Seahawks have enough problems as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't rate Mac Jones all that highly. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I've I've watched Alabama football closely over this past decade. I've I've seen a grand total of 
two quarterbacks that have looked anything more than mediocre, and it's Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa. And Tua, jury's still out on him. I'm going to give him another year because he was still coming off of that injury last year. So I'm going to give him another year at the helm, see what he can do. Hopefully he develops a little bit more so they don't have to keep playing this uh, starter and relief quarterback system that Brian Flores had to implement. And I just don't rate Mac Jones all that highly. I didn't think of him coming into the college football season. I didn't think of him as a first-round pick. I thought of him as like a second or third round guy at best, you know, competing with Kyle Trask or it's it's bizarre to me that he's jumped up the boards this high. Maybe he maybe this is the quarterback that proves me wrong because I've I've been hard on Blake Bortles, I've been hard on Jared Goff, I've been hard on Mitchell Trubisky, and all of those guys have flamed out. Just just to let y'all know. But maybe maybe this is the quarterback that I am wrong on. And Mac Jones will be the one that surprises me. But for Niners fans' sake, y'all better hope he does. Cause, well, let me ask you this: Is there any is there any chance that this is not for a quarterback? No, no, no. There's no way. There's no way this isn't for a quarterback. You don't give up that many first round picks if it's not for. I swear, if man, if we trade up that far just to get freaking Kyle Pitts or something. Look, I love Kyle Pitts. I love Kyle Pitts, but. I'm going to hold back at 12 if I'm trying to get Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to trade up all the way to three to get something other than a quarterback. So, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a QB. Uh, It's so amusing to watch your Niners fans and Seahawks fans, you know, struggling a little bit. I'm a Steelers fan, and I don't even want to talk about all all offseason. What what are you laughing about? Your quarterback (laughs) near retirement. (laughs) Hey, I hope we have a little Patrick Mahomes at the back end of this draft somehow. But anyways, um, so my my views about this was, really, I think the Niners did what they had to do because of the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, and, like, just – like we said, it might be a smokescreen. Who knows? Because, you know, all the reports of insiders are saying it's Mac Jones. And Mac Jones, like you mentioned, did lose his his first-year job to Tua Kungvaloa, who is obviously, as Mac mentioned, hasn't had the greatest start in the league just so far. I still believe he could still be a good quarterback. But also, I do want to mention, Mac Jones did turn down a couple opportunities to go to smaller schools to get treated by Nick Saban, to get groomed by Nick Saban. But one thing, like you did mention, i never seen a really Alabama quarterback really do great in the league so far just yet, just because of all much all the help they have, just because they're always leading at halftime. There's no no diversity. There's no there's nothing troubling to them. And so that's the only thing I would say. Like I think, like you guys mentioned, you can't get a you can't get a ceiling quarterback. You can't trade basically give up a ceiling quarterback for another ceiling quarterback, and that's what you would be doing for Garoppolo. For if you then if you got um if you got uh, if you got Zach Wilson, no, I'm Zach Wilson. I'm over here tripping right now. Je- Jones. <laughs> yeah. so I'm over looking at all the quarterback names. That's right now. <laughs> and, but yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to mention. I think the obviously switch lanes to them actually getting who they should actually should get. I think all year it's been Justin Fields. All year it's been Justin Fields been the second best quarterback behind. Lawrence and sometimes people put him ahead of Lawrence but you already know that Lawrence is already going number one locked and loaded it in so I just feel like it's weird that if he doesn't go I mean he was a great quarterback all year for Ohio so I just don't understand why they want to like you said Jordan get some get some mobility back there get some more diversity back there you want to be able to move in the pocket and that's where the league is trending most quarterbacks do have a presence in the pocket to move around the pocket you know not everyone the the days of kind of being standard Tom Brady-ish it's kind of only him and no one else really at this point so and that's obvious because Tom Brady just has a mental above everyone else so 
I do think the Niners are going to be smart, man. I just, I, just, I just don't feel – I want them to mess up. Not going to lie, John. I want them to mess up. I'm not the biggest Niners fan up here. So smart. I do want them to mess up. Smart. I do want them smart. to get Mac Jones just to be all laughing at you guys. But, hey, I do hey, think they're going to end up getting Justin Fields because of how much everyone's talking. Well, 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 Gary, your team is the third best team in that division. But, anyway, but anyway. Um, Who made the look, playoffs I, last year? Fakest 11-0 I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, so – what was your so, record? So, <laughs> a whole, exactly. whole D line on ACL, man. So, I don't care. Look, what was the record? I'll say this for the record, though, on, on this on the quarterback thing. I'll say this for the record. So, look, if we're going to take Mac Jones, fine. Fine, okay? <laughs> but you don't trade all the way up to three. Like, I feel like Mac would have been available at six if you really wanted to take Mac Jones. I mean, like, it, all I'm saying is, on top of the fact that we need a quarterback who's different than Jimmy G, just skill set wise, I feel like the Niners. I feel like we're smarter as an organization at knowing the value of our picks and knowing the value of other people's picks. And if that's the case, then I, I think the Niners would know better than to trade all the way up to three in in reach to get Mac Jones. I don't think we would reach to get Mac Jones in that sense. I think if we really wanted him, I think we would stand pat, probably traded with the Eagles and just got the sixth pick or something like that. Um, I just wanted to float that out there. I, I we can't, I, man. If we overreach for, for Mac freaking Jones, I, I don't know. Shoot, I might have to become a Steelers fan instead, man. Be the be nah. a fan of the third best Jordan team in the, in the NFC and the AFC North or something. <laughs> Jordan's I don't know. trying to take sneak disses, but we're know, switching man. teams every second. I don't know, man. <laughs> might have to bandwagon, man. Shoot. Oh dear. All right. Well, we'll see how the draft plays out come the end of the month. Y'all might be the Bears. <laughs> oh, get out a of here, bro. A good, a team get with out a good here, bro. Team. Good defense, but nothing else. But go ahead, Max. Switch lanes. Um, All right. Let's switch lanes. Let's do a really brief Royal check-in with the Sacramento Kings. Last time we recorded a podcast, the Kings were coming off a five-game winning streak. And since that podcast, they have lost five straight games. (laughs) And it was funny. I was listening to uh, D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320 here in Sacramento uh, the day before they took on the Minnesota Timberwolves and Damien said all the Kings have to do is not lose to the two worst teams in each conference the Minnesota Timberwolves rock bottom of the west and Detroit Pistons rock bottom of the east and they lost both games (laughs) so Kings suck just put it bluntly (laughs) Kings currently sitting in 12th place 22 wins 29 losses guys I'm putting. I'm gonna put in as much effort as the players did. Uh, so just give me your quick reactions so we can switch topics. Man, I've been watching Sports 1140, and literally, I was listening to them. They were like, "Oh man, they're the Warriors are giving us the 10th seed, y'all. They're handing it to us, but we just don't want it." Literally, if we would have won the what two, we would have been two and two out of the seed. We would be in the 10th seed right now, tied with the Warriors. But instead, we're down to the Pelicans' weak selves. Hop us when they're over here. Have feels like a, a four or five talented guys on that team, and they're over here right above us. I don't know what to say, Mac. I was optimistic last week, and you got on me. Now I'm over here being totally negative. I don't know. I thought like they played us before the trade deadline. They were going on a streak, so basically kept Buddy and Barnes for the future. Which I mean, I end up at my mind still kind of good because I guess at least they have a path. Because if they would have traded them, what were we gonna do? But it's like, man, we can we got play. We've been shooting horribly, twenty percentile on threes, and you know it's just been horrible defensively. Same stuff. Fox cool down. Hollaburn needs to get back in the lineup. Hot needs to get back in the starting lineup. Simple as that. 
they they should have traded everybody at the trade deadline. I'm sorry. They, this team, this team, come on now. Like, what is this team anymore at this point? I mean, I mean, again, like how you how you guys said, uh, the the 10th seed is being handed to you. Here it is. Here's some playoff basketball in Sacramento for the first time since I was, I probably wasn't even alive yet by the time the, the last time the Kings made the playoffs, and and we're sitting here talking about. I mean. Look, man, they should have they should have traded Hill. They should have traded Barnes. Got a bunch of first round picks and just started over. Like, I, you know, I, I'm just I'm over this regime of the Kings. Um, De'Aaron Fox is great. Um, Rashawn Holmes is probably going to leave after a year. But look, man, I, I don't know this this regime. This this team is weird. It it, it just doesn't want to win games. It goes on five game winning streaks and then loses three in a row. It, I don't know this this, this team, I'm over this team. This team is is pathetic. And Gary, like I told you, we're in that hell spot. Too too good to tank and too bad to win. (laughs) Currently the ninth worst team record-wise in the NBA, which is good for a rotation player in the lottery, not one of the game changers at the top of the lottery. I did not want to tank. It's all good. Don't tank. Tank's not doing nothing. We've been tanking for so long. It didn't help us, Jordan, so... Man, I, I, I hope y'all watch. I hope y'all watch the NCAA tournament because those are gonna be the guys on the Kings next year, man. A lot of those guys because that's no. that's where y'all gonna be well, picking. We, we ain't getting those guys. <laughs> those guys can play. <laughs> no, man. Ugh. Come on now. Come uh, on, man. Oh man. All right. Have well, some hope. Have some hope. Let's let. Speaking of hope, let's talk about some players that might actually have some. So ESPN wrote an article this week talking about did they rank the top 25 players under the age of 25. And here's what's important to know. It's in the title. They rank them by future potential. And this list caused a host of controversy on social media. I mean, a firestorm, even from Stephen A. Smith calling out his own network, mainly because they put LaMelo Ball at number three behind Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson. So, guys, give me your gut reaction to this list, the top 10, the top 25. Jordan, let's start with you. So, you know, initially when I saw this, I was I was in the camp of what Stephen A was saying, right? What what is going on? What is this what is this craziness? But kind of after rereading the, the the terms of the list and what it specifically says and future potential, I'm starting to kind of see what where where the people who made this list are kind of coming from. Um Obviously, it seems premature to put LaMelo Ball at three. It really does. But when you really look at the impact he's had on that team and just his you know, his rookie season and just what he's able to do on the basketball court from a skill set standpoint, I kind of see where they're coming from. I mean, he can kind of do everything. He's six, he's six eight, can handle, can shoot, can pass, can do everything offensively. Um, and if you look at the – I mean, if you look at the other guys on the list, I mean, you got – DeAndre Ayton, uh, you know, uh, the Shea Gilgis-Alexanders of the world, the Jamal Murrays. You might see those guys, you know, kind of below LaMelo on the, on, the, on the pole or on the list, and you might think those guys are established guys in this league. They're, they're, they're credible guys on winning teams. But, I mean, if we really assess what their potential is, I feel like we've kind of seen the ceiling a lot of those kind of guys that are kind of older on the list. And um, there's still a lot of room to grow for LaMelo. And he's almost led the, this this Hornets team to the playoffs before he got hurt. Um, so all in all, I kind of I kind of see where this list is coming from. I I think it's madness to have Lamelo Ball at three. I don't care how good you've been, man. He's he's been good. Like he was my rookie of the year before he went down with that injury. But number three, it's been half a year, man. You got to be kidding me. So I think 
the hype train needs to just slow a bit down for that one. Uh, but apart from that, I do have some other concerns about this list. I'm, I I agree with I probably agree with Luca at number one. Like he would probably be my number one pick right now. I'm having questions about Zion at two. I I'm not sure. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, this is going to be controversial for y'all. I'm not sure if I would put Zion at two. Ben Simmons at seven seems a bit high. Booker at eight seems a bit low. Um, Brandon Ingram at 11 seems a bit too high for me. I've never really rated Brandon Ingram all that highly, but maybe I'm wrong. And uh, John Morant should be way higher as well. But it's interesting to see that they put two Sacramento Kings on the list. De'Aaron Fox at six. And Tyrese Halliburton down in the 20s. So, Gary. So, I'm ready to unleash now, you guys. So, all right. I'm at least happy that Luka, we all agree Luka number one, undisputed. There's no question about that. MVP candidate. Really, only guy on this list is MVP candidate. Clear cut. Thank you, Mac. I was hoping someone would say that. Zion at who? All right, I understand. Zion has a lot of credibility. He's a guy who is playing Shaq-like numbers. He's a guy who is averaging almost 30. I'm not discrediting him at all, but you also got to look at his team right now. His team is great. His team, not great, but as in they got, you got an all-star on the team. You got Brandon Ingram. You got Lonzo Ball. You got top five picks in your team. Guys who are actually making a difference on the team. Guys who are actually pretty solid on the team. I don't know why y'all shaking your heads. Like, I don't, I understand Zion's good, but okay, I'm going to tell you right now. For future, I'm taking Tatum over Zion. I'm taking I'm taking Lamelo over Zion. I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna tell you why. Lamelo is only Lamelo and Luca. Lamelo and Luca are the only two people on this list. I'm still in for Max Kellerman. I'm not gonna lie. He's, he's right about this. He's the only two people on this list who actually have a passing aspect to their game. There's no one on this list who has as a passing aspect to their game. The, bro, Lamelo Ball left the Hornets when they were on the fourth. They were fourth place. The Hornets, y'all. The Hornets. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Exactly. So I give LaMelo yeah. Ball. I agree no. with you, Jordan. LaMelo Ball yeah. should be up there. Uh, should he be ahead of Tatum? No. Should he be ahead of Donovan? I'll uh, give it to him. I'll go and give it to him when confronted Donovan just because of his height. Ben Simmons is shooting. Devin Booker is really getting real disrespected on this list. That's just pretty clear. Bam. Bam. Uh, no, I'm not taking Bam. He's not top 10 to oh, me you... right now. Shea, not top yes. 10 to me. I'm taking Brandon Ingram over Bam. Sorry, Mac. I think so. I think Jalen Brown should be up <laughs> higher on this list. Jamal Murray, I know he's number two on his team, but, man, Jamal Murray, he wasn't scoring 50 apiece versus Donovan last year in the playoffs. In the he's bubble? down on this Mickey list. Mouse? John Morant, oh, rookie of the year. Like These guys, maybe not right now, but future – these guys right here can really they're they're all I'm I'm naming guys who are forwards, forwards who are actually take advantage in this league. Guards don't have that much of impact as they should in this league. We all know forwards run this league. So I mean oh those are my guys right there. Tyrese, I'm happy to see him on the list. I don't know why Lonzo Ball's on this list even to be honest. He got twenty I don't know how he got on there. I'm gonna be honest. I know he said he's good, but he ain't on the he shouldn't be on this list to build around. Trey Young's low key getting disrespected because you know he's actually the main guy on that team, so Oh no, man! I just feel like Devin Booker's getting the most disrespected, and Tatum's getting disrespected majorly right now, majorly. And I think Zion's great, but he should be number two. Wrap it up, but, guys. But, <laughs> but but listen, but you said he should be number two. Why? Because his team is good. But I mean, they're just as good as the Kings. Who? Their, Zion? Their, rec- their record? No, the team's record. Who do you who do you think should be two? I probably put. Uh, I probably put Tatum there, number two. Tatum. Yeah, I put, Tatum, I put Tatum. That's what I said. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to say. Look, I, look. It's, I'm all good. I'm all for Zion being um, 
you know, Zion maybe is a little too high. But to say because his team is good and that's that's the reason for his success, like, no, he's a monster. No one can stop him. It don't matter what team he was on. No, he no, he he is a he is a he is a monster. No one can stop him. Like literally, he's it, it's he's ridiculous. He's he's a he's a bowling ball. He's he's crazy. One one sentence from each of y'all before we get out of here. Michael Porter Jr. is he top ten or not? No, but he could be one day. No, but he could be one day as well. Don't right. steal my so sentence, we're all, Jordan. We're no, no, I agree. Yeah, we, we do. I agree. <laughs> He said a sentence. I need a sentence. Darren Fox, top six. Let's go. <laughs> Gary, your thing about taking Brandon Ingram over Bam Adebayo, you got me so mad. I'm about to cancel the show. Oh. And, uh, and, you know, I think we're going to end the show on that sour note right there. So, <laughs> Jordan, thank you for joining us this week. It was good to have you, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate it. And be sure to go check out all the other podcasts on statehornet.com and make sure you come back here next week for the next episode of No Limits. Peace.